Hey there, loves. I'm Allie Adair Chung, and this is The Conscious Family Project, where we take the insane amount of homeschooling, parenting, and family lifestyle information out there and break it down into simple, actionable steps that set your unique family up for success. It is time for your brave decisions to reap big rewards, for your family life to be brimming over with joy, for your relationships to be meaningful, connected, and fun, and for you to fully step into the freedom that the conscious family lifestyle has to offer. Hey friends. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy to be back. Um, Life has been so crazy lately in great ways that I haven't been as consistent here as I want to be, but I am now getting back into a rhythm and flow that will let me be here with you guys every week. And I am so excited. But today we're going to talk about the freedom of homeschooling, especially the freedom of homeschooling that we don't necessarily think of in the beginning or think of um, before we actually experience homeschooling. It's kind of um, this whole idea kind of came up for me last minute um, on the 4th of July, just thinking and reflecting on the idea of freedom and what that means and where it comes from. Um, And so we're going to talk about that today. But it's funny because homeschool provides freedom that we don't realize we so desperately want. So when you're in the system, when you are a part of it and living that lifestyle, um, you don't realize how much of your freedom is actually not there anymore. Um, How much has been uh, given to the institution you're participating in. And then you come to homeschooling and the freedom in the beginning can be almost scary for a lot of families, Um, but it's pretty incredible. So that's what we're going to talk about today. However, if you haven't gotten to know me yet, I am a little bit of a history buff and a big time homeschooling advocate. So we can't talk about the freedom of homeschooling without talking about why we can even homeschool to start with. So you're going to get a little mini history lesson with me. Um, I'm going to make it interesting, as interesting as I can for those of you who are not into history. Um, but I think it's really important that we all know this and understand it um, as we move forward. Because just this year, they're talking about, I just read an article from Fee that um, it's looking like homeschool has more than doubled, like the entire number of homeschoolers in our country has more than doubled. Conservative estimates are that it's more than doubled in the past year. I don't think anyone's surprised by that, but what they are surprised by is that the majority of those people are going to continue homeschooling moving forward. Um, They have no plans to go back to institution schooling. Um, So I think that number is just getting bigger and bigger. It has been for years, but now it's growing at a really rapid rate. So it's even more important now than ever before for us to understand where homeschooling came from and uh, what the laws are around it, why we're, we're able to choose that as an option. So All right, we're going to go back in time for a minute. Back to before the 1800s, before the um, introduction of the common school, uh, when homeschool was what was common. Guys, everybody homeschooled. Everybody homeschooled. Everybody lived and worked and learned alongside their families until they got to a point where it was time for them to choose a career or a path um, of their own. Then they would go into apprenticeships, or other, you know, schools, colleges to move into their career path. But it was it was the way of being. Everyone learned and um, learned alongside their families, um, learned in real life, uh, took real action every day that was helpful to the family. 
um, very young children to older children. Uh, this was the common practice for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So then there came the invention of the common school. And um, I go into like detail on this in my homeschool like a pro course because I think it's really important for us to understand as parents. Um, but basically, we had um, politicians come in and say, okay, we are now going to create these schools that are free to everyone, mean like paid for by the state, and uh, we want everybody to participate in them. But here's the thing. Not everybody wanted to participate in them. <laughs> in fact, um, they had low, lower rates of enrollment than they wanted. So what that ultimately led to was the creation of the compulsory schooling laws. Compulsory schooling laws are those laws that say your child must be enrolled in school from this age to this age. Now, prior to the lower enrollment in these schools and the decision to create compulsory schooling laws, there were no laws related to homeschooling because homeschooling was kind of a natural right. Everybody was able to homeschool their children because you were the parent um, and you were able to do that. There wasn't, nobody needed to give you permission. It was, it, it just was, it was a natural right. Then these compulsory schooling laws came in and overnight without people necessarily, I mean, some people realized and fought against, but for the most part, people didn't realize that this law was created and in the same moment, same stroke of the pen, homeschooling was outlawed because there was no way to register or enroll for homeschool. And now children were required to be enrolled in school. So just overnight in this country, homeschooling became illegal. And it took until the 90s, guys, 1990s, to get every single state in the union um, to make homeschooling legal again. They had to go state by state and create laws and fight for the right to homeschool. Um, they started fighting for the right much earlier than the 90s, but it took that long. Um, families from all different backgrounds fighting in the courts to get the right to homeschool. So the right to homeschool was a natural right at first. Compulsory schooling laws were developed. It accidentally became, well, I don't know if it was an accident, but it became illegal overnight. And then the people of the U.S. had to fight tooth and nail to get their right to homeschool back over multiple decades. Now, um, now we have the right to homeschool in the United States. That is not a right in every every country, just so you know. Um, more and more countries are allowing it and making laws for it. Um that's happening more and more, right, even as we speak. Um, but there are still countries where it is completely illegal um, to homeschool your children. So, and there's some, been some really interesting cases over the last decade trying to make those countries um, allow the right to homeschool. And it's been really interesting to see what's, what's happened there. Um, but now we have the right to homeschool here. Um, because they gave us back that right through the, the homeschooling laws. And every single state has their own laws, their own requirements. Um, but now we have the right to homeschool in the United States. Woohoo! Um, so I wanted everyone to understand that first because as we're moving forward, and there's so many of us moving forward and so many new people coming, um, there's more of a spotlight on us now, which means that it kind of opens the door for interest in legislation that is connected to us. 
I think it's important to understand that homeschooling was working well for thousands of years. It was working, and we can have a more in-depth conversation about this. I would be happy to, if anyone's interested, send me a message, um, and I would be happy to do an episode entirely on that. Um, But we had a system, everyone had the right to do it, um, and then because of other laws, the the repercussion of the other laws were that we lost the right to homeschool. So it's really important as homeschooling parents, you, when you become a homeschooling parent, eat, whether you mean to or not, you, you become an advocate because you are choosing to step out of the system and into a world that um, on some level you're going to have to defend, but it's worth it. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the freedom that comes with homeschooling um, that we, you, you may not think of at first. And, um, you know, this first one I'm going to talk about schedules. Um, it's so funny because this one has made some of the biggest impacts I've ever seen in families that I've worked with. So when you think about being a part of a, an institution schooling system, the time that you wake up, the, how, you know, how quickly you have to get ready, the kind of breakfast you can have, Uh, what you do in the afternoons after school, what your evenings look like, when you're allowed to go on vacation, um, when you can have a hot meal versus a a pre-made meal. All of that is decided and dictated by the the system that you're a part of. Um, You have to be at school at a certain time, not chosen by you, right? Uh, You have to do homework afterwards. Uh, You have to rush out the door so you may not have time for like a a real breakfast. The funny thing is, so when I'm working with families who are making this switch, especially if they're coming to me and they've had a lot of relationship issues with their children, um, which is not uncommon, right? Working through and developing strong relationships with our children is something that we all need to, we all work at, right? It's not something that necessarily happens naturally for a lot of people. So this can be an issue and going into homeschooling, it can be really scary for a parent who has not had the best relationship with their child moving into homeschooling where where they will be together all the time. But it's funny because I have so many parents, I feel like I've said that a lot, it's funny, I don't know why, but anyway, I have so many parents who when we parse out where the arguments are and where the tension is uh, that is causing this rift in their relationship, so much of it is surrounding these things that are not of the family's choice. So children who really need more sleep than they're getting and getting them out of bed and getting them dressed and getting them out the door and getting them to eat something and getting them to pack up their school stuff. If you have a child who needs more sleep than they're not getting it and you're trying to pull them out of bed because you have to, and you do, you have to get them there, um, you end up in a situation where, of course, there's going to be tension. There's going to be arguments. There's going to be um, resentment and frustration. Then you have, you know, your children come home from a day that is exhausting. It's a long day. And you're coming home from a long day. And then you're going to sit down together and do more of what they've already done um, at home in a time when it would be, you know, you should be relaxing and enjoying one another and, um, you know, working on your home, working on things that you you want to be working on. 
And then you have this exhausted child who's trying to get through something they already spent the whole day doing. And again, you're setting yourself up for more tension, more resentment, um, more frustration. And when we're frustrated and, and resentful and exhausted, we don't say the things that we would normally say. We don't treat people the way we would normally treat them. So you can be setting yourself up for a, a poor relationship with your child, not because you just have a poor relationship with your child, but because you're in this situation and system that is not allowing for the best of either of you to come together. So that's the first freedom we get, right? We get the freedom of schedule. Also, you guys, it's just a major bonus to be able to travel and do things off season. When there are less people around, you get to do things quicker. There's discounts. It's amazing. I'm just going to say one of the biggest freedom benefits of homeschooling is that if you want to go to the beach, I, I live in Southern California. One of the best times to go to the beach is late August, early September. It's amazing. It's still warm. The water's still warm from the summer and no one is there. You get, you can have all of your friends come and have an entire beach to yourself. It's incredible. So big bonus, the scheduling. That is a huge part of the freedom of homeschooling. All right. Another one I want to talk about the freedom to ask questions and explore interests. Okay, we have to think about this one because we think our kids are in school and they're asking questions, right? Absolutely they are. But have you guys heard this story recently? It was going around, I think, um, like Instagram reels or something. I saw this story where um, maybe it was a meme. I don't know. Anyway, where a, a parent says to their child after school, so what did you learn today? And the child says, oh, I learned about dragons. And the parent kind of looks confused, looks at the child and is like, your teacher taught you about dragons? Your, or your class learned about dragons and the child's like, oh, I don't know what my class did, but I was learning about dragons. And it was, it just is so funny to me because when we're in the institution schooling system, children have to learn what it has already been decided. They have to do it at a very specific pace. Um, and, you know, the best teachers in the world still have to keep those paces. So if something sparks an idea or an interest in your child, so they're reading a story from their reader. I'm looking at my curriculum right now and I see a um, an old story book that I've used as like reference before, like an old reader, McGuffey reader. And let's say your child is reading that in class and they learn about a dog catcher, right? Maybe there's, and they'll ask the teacher, what is a dog catcher? And the teacher will give them a definition, but then from there, the teacher needs to move on. But if you have a child who's like, well, wait a minute, that's not a great idea, the dog catcher, there's got to be a better way to do that. There's so much learning, so much life experience, so many discussions, projects, things that can happen from there. Um, but they can't happen in institution schooling. There's no time. There's no time for that. So a teacher will do their best, but they can't let the children chase these rabbit holes. The thing is, you guys, those rabbit holes are where passions and character are developed. That's where our kids figure out who they are and what they want to be in this world. It's such an incredible tool. And children are naturally designed. They're naturally designed to follow these rabbit holes. Now, if you have a high schooler and you're just getting into homeschooling and they have been in the system for a really long time, it's going to be a challenge to get them asking questions again. But you got to try. You got to keep working on it. You got to give them a lot of space um, to start asking questions again, because that is the time when they really need to know what kind of person they want to be and who their character is and, you know, what matters to them in this world. And without questions, without deep dives, without rabbit holes, um, 
it's a lot harder to figure that out. And the last thing we want to do is send them out into the world to figure it out and be told what those things are from other people, right? So this is another freedom in homeschooling, the freedom to hear those questions, to see those light bulbs going off and to let them spark something in your children and let them chase it. Now, is the child who I talked about earlier going to become a dog catcher? No, probably not. Um, I don't even think that's a thing anymore. Animal control, maybe, but um, but maybe it sparks something about maybe they, they find out about veterinarians or maybe they find out about rescue um, rescues and shelters and decide to volunteer and maybe that leads to behavior specialties and I mean there's so many ways so many paths um, that can be sparked in these these moments so being able to ask real questions having the space not being worried about being laughed at or things like that and being able to ask questions but then not only ask them but allow them to spark these um, rabbit trails and interests and other ideas that could really be the key or the door to something much bigger for them. This is one of my favorite freedom opportunities that come with homeschooling. Okay, last one. The freedom to be intentional. When our time is so full to the every minute, every minute we are cramming things in there, trying to rush and especially rushing out, right? Rushing to things that have been decided and chosen um, by external forces, right? We don't have the opportunity to be as intentional with our time, with our communication, with um, what our lives are. But when we choose homeschooling, when we choose to create and build a lifestyle around learning and being together and being in the world, uh, we have the opportunity to be intentional about everything um, that is a part of our family life, a part of our life, a part of our children's childhood. And it's such a gift. It is such a gift because when we are moving at the speed that you have to move at to be a part of institution schooling and when you don't have choice on content that's being covered or when it's being covered. You guys, there's so many children. When you look at just the natural stages of development um, and look at babies even, let's look at babies. You will have one child who starts to walk at nine months, one child who starts to walk at 11 months, one child who walks at 15 months. They might, you know, when the child who's walking at nine months starts walking, they're having a big burst of development physically. But maybe the child who's walking at 15 months had a big burst of development um, with their language prior to that. Everybody moves and grows at different rates. And we have phases, just as human beings, we have phases where we can have this mass growth and then we can have a time of rest, of, of keeping those connections going and utilizing what we've learned. When we are in a situation where you have to move at a pace that is prescribed, already decided, you can't be intentional about where you're at with your growth or um, you know, pursuing the things that you need to master or going further when you've already mastered something because you're stuck in that cadence that's been prescribed. But when you homeschool, when you are intentional, you get the opportunity to be intentional about those things. You have the freedom to build on where you're at 
which means when you're in those phases, when your child is in those phases of just their brain is on fire, they're just growing so fast and and devouring everything, you can take full advantage of that. And when their brain goes into a space of rest, that's a great time to build other skills and to do lots of reading and and joyful things. And then you take advantage of the next one. Um, I saw this quote that said, uh, teaching a child about something that they have no interest in or don't care about is like throwing marshmallows at their head and calling it eating. And it's true, if they have no connection or if they're just not in a place developmentally to absorb that knowledge, it's completely pointless. So moving at this prescribed pace and cadence, they just know that children are, you know, 70% of them will get some of it. And they know that some of them will not. That's why we have grades, right? That's why we have a scale. We know that they're not all going to get it at the same time, but we have to keep moving. But when we homeschool, we get the freedom to be intentional with that time, to be intentional with the content we're using, to be intentional about the way we communicate, about the way we build our lives, about what our children are exposed to and what they see as possibilities in their life. It's so incredible. So if you are homeschooling already, take a moment of gratitude for all of the freedoms that you have, that you have the opportunity to dive into, lean into. And if you're not leaning fully into them now, please take a breath, look at it and, and lean into that freedom. And if you're considering homeschooling and you're on the fence, really think about these things because I think there's so many times You know, even if your child is sick, I've talked to so many parents where if their child was not feeling good, obviously this was pre-COVID. I'm not sure what it's going to look like moving forward, but their child may not have been feeling well, but they had already had a certain number of absences. They would be more likely to give them a bunch of Tylenol and send them to school so they wouldn't get in trouble for missing. Now, is your child going to benefit from that school day if they're not feeling their best? Probably not. And not in the same way they would if they were healthy and, and strong. Um, but we, you, those choices get taken out of your hands when you're a part of a system that requires the cogs to move at the same pace. So just if you are on the fence considering, take a breath and really look at what it means to be fully in part of these systems and what freedoms are available to you if you lean out and lean into the freedom that our ancestors had fully in their natural right. Um, so excited about this. I've got some courses coming up for you guys. I've got some really cool stuff. So make sure that you are subscribed to my email list. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can do that. We've got lots of good stuff coming up for you. A homeschooling simplified course. Um, I've got some discount flash sales coming up. I'm really excited to share with you. Um, and I know we're all getting ready thinking about the next school year. So I've got lots of good stuff coming up for you for that. I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July, and I hope to connect with you soon. Bye. Hey, friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation or you're looking for more resources, be sure to head to my website at aliadairchung.com. You can also go to the show notes for this episode to find great free resources and my Instagram and Facebook handle. I can't wait to connect with you.